What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Brother Culture Podcast. Today I'm joined by David Nichols and Dave. What's up, man? So today we're going to talk about Kendrick Lamar, and we're going to start off with the chronological order, basically, of his career. So, Dave, you want to start us off at the beginning? Heck yeah. So, Kendrick started off in Compton, as I feel like everybody knows, but he actually started off under the stage name as K-Dot. He wasn't very popular at the beginning, obviously, and then, but, like, within local community, he was going, like, a big name. Like, I know my manager actually was a, he worked at a record label in California, and he said that he had heard about him before, like, he had gotten big. And but finally, Top Dog Entertainment was the first label to um, sign him. That's when he like I feel like he really started getting a lot of recognition. Then he released his first album, which is overly dedicated, and then his second album, which is probably one of my favorites, which is Section 80. And this is when I really feel like he really started changing the rap game. And I know you, David, have a lot of opinions about how he started changing the rap game with his early albums. Yeah, he like basically like 2009, 2010 is where like people like Eminem and Lil Wayne were like just coming to their end it was like post of their era where it was like basically spit bars ride a beat which was like all good and everything but like it didn't open up to a bigger community and like a bigger like group of listeners so like basically not not a lot of girls and not a lot of like families can just listen to that kind of music and just play it everywhere but Kendrick like really opened up in Mad City and like showed everybody that he can like switch a beat and like songs like poetic justice and like money trees like anybody can listen to those and just like bang along and he showed like everyone that it's not just about like spitting bars and that you can just really like open up and tell a story and i think that really changed the rap game like opening up for people like asap rocky put out a really good tape later in like a year after good kid mad city and then, like, J. Cole put out Forest Hills Drive in 2014, and it just really, like, you can tell that that music is completely different, and, like, they all focus on, like, their production now, and you can tell that they're just like, putting in snippets from other people's raps and, like, just showing, like, how good they are and giving recognition to others, and I think Kendrick just started all of it. Oh, yeah. And not to mention uh, Mad City. It was debuted as number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and it was also one of his first major label debut out al- like debut album, which is pretty pretty good for his you know first album to make that chart, especially in an era where rap was not necessarily making the top 100 chart all the time. Because I remember back in that time, it was like pop music that was really running that like the, t- yeah. the top 100. And in order for like a rap group, even to, in today's time, to get up there and maintain like a pretty like on the billboard is really impressive. Yeah, I really feel like he brought like a he honestly brought like hip hop to mainstream. I feel like in today's culture, in my opinion. So, but he didn't just bring like hip hop to mainstream as like as it is now. Like like X, some of X's music, screamo rap, or like talking about like money and drugs and girls and stuff like that like he's actually sending a message with the songs too as well so that really brought that to today's world yeah and not even to mention that you can go on to his next album uh to pimp a butterfly you know just like we always talk about in all the videos in order to make a good artist you have to be able to hit a lot of different key elements you know you got to have hype music you got to hit you got to hit chill music but kendrick he can hit funk he can hit soul he can hit like all these different types of music and he can he can sing but he can also spit bars he's a i think he's a, a lyrical genius and i think that's one of the reasons that he's getting so popular in today's well you know music 
Mm, to Pimp a Butterfly was definitely a big political album as well, and that really brought him to like a lot more, opened him up to a lot more people as well, especially with that cover art mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And Barack Obama named uh, what was it? How much a dollar cost as his favorite hip hop song yeah. of what was that 2015? Mm-hmm. So that was really sweet too. Yeah, and like Kendrick also like he makes sure that in every single album that he's not just like hitting one like he's not just putting like. Like one, like one key element? No, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, he's not he'll just, like, hitting one audience. Like, he's making sure everyone's, like, relating to him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so Kendrick, like, he really hits uh, multiple styles and in the same song. Like, yeah, and, like... A good example of that would be XXX from the Damn yeah. album. And more than one person can, like, listen to the album and then relate. Like, he's not just relating to, like, the people out there that are sad and suicidal or just the people that are just trying to get pumped, like, listening to music. Like, he's hitting everything, and that's what makes him so amazing. Exactly. Like, his albums are very diverse. They're not just focused on maybe just specific, like, turn-up songs. Mm-hmm. They also have songs that have meanings to them as well, and a lot more deeper meanings, and love songs. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, going back on to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, it was... It won it won the Grammy Award for the Best Rap Album at the 58th Century. So this was right after, you know... Um, Mad City, where he already had won some awards, and then 2015 comes, you know, Four Still Drives came out, the rap game's completely changed because of these big or- artists coming out with these great albums overall that, that anyone, like, in the rap game can't compete with, because these artists are coming out with music like this, and on top of that, it's getting so much publicity, because people realize, like, how good it actually is, and how much, how creative these people are. So... Then after that, he had an Untitled Remastered album, mm-hmm. and that kind of just showed out like all the songs that weren't good enough to for to Pimp a Butterfly and stuff like that. And there's honestly still a lot of amazing songs on the album, like especially some of the standout ones were Untitled Two, Untitled Seven. Oh yeah, I love Untitled, Seven. Untitled Three was pretty popular too. I'm pretty sure. I never really like sat sat down and listened listened to that album, but I did listen to like a lot of the more like top songs that were on the album there's some pretty good ones that i'm surprised did not make the cut i feel like it would have been more like it would have had more publicity if he would have actually like named the tracks because yeah. nobody was like going around saying like oh did you listen to untitled o2 or, exactly like, untitled 07 and i remember like listening to it in the weight room and stuff but like i feel like the album was really slept on but it was something he had to let him. i remember one of the big reasons that he released that album was because lebron james had actually been listened to it kendrick let LeBron listened to all these songs that didn't make the Two Pimp and Butterfly cut. And LeBron was like, you know what, dude, like, this is amazing. You need to release this music because even though it didn't make the cut, it's still phenomenal. And exactly. that's, I feel like that's one of the reasons he also didn't rename it because he was like, you know what, these were just, these were just you know, songs that I kind of just made, didn't put into the album, and, but they're clearly getting a lot of good feedback. So he just released it without names and then... Yeah, he left them uncut. Yeah, and ended up being a, like a great, great music, you know? Mm-hmm. So then after that, Kendrick came out with the album Damn, which is easily probably one of his most mainstream popular Might be known album. to some people as the greatest rap album ever. Yeah, which definitely is not Kendrick's. But <laughs> that song, especially when, I remember when Humble came out. Humble actually came out one year ago today. Oh, wow. The music wow. video. I saw that and I thought that was crazy. But I remember when that came out, that music video was crazy. That's such a crazy video. Mm-hmm. That music video was crazy when it came out. And 
then r- right after that, the album dropped and it was over, man. I mean, still, like, nobody has created, like, a video as good as that either. Like, just, like, the camera angles and how... Exactly. It was the crazy. The flaming heads and everything is just crazy about that. He also had the DNA music video as well. Yeah. And the love music video. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, that was the first rap album to get every single song in, on, what was it, like, the top 20 in the entire world for the top, like, 100 billboard, mm-hmm. and that's that's impressive. That's one of the first rap albums to ever do that for its time, and it really shows how much the times have changed, too, and how creative and good, you know, Kendrick is to be able to do that. And, like, he was scaring other rappers, and other rappers weren't releasing because Dan was out, like, just because they knew that they wouldn't be listened to and they wouldn't be on the charts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember when that album came out. I think a couple other albums came out that day as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely everyone's focus was Kendrick's album, that's for yeah. sure. But in that album, he goes through so many different styles, I feel like. There's um, all those like turn-up songs, like there's DNA, Humble. Um, and then he has, as well as like really like slower, kind of like love songs, like Love and um, Yacht. Loyalty. Loyalty, yeah. Loyalty. But... One song that I really think is interesting is XXX with U2. Yeah. How um, it has so many different styles in it. And then he just goes in at the end and just exactly. like lays it out. As well as he showcases all his different voices as well. That's another great thing about Kendrick is how he can change his voice to fit different styles of music. Some really awesome statistics about it is that it was the number one album on the Billboard 200 chart and Humble was the first number one uh, on the was the number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and then on May 4th which is only about two months after it came out, it was already, the entire album was already certified platinum. That's incredible, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. And the entire time, he stayed with Top Dog Entertainment, which most, I feel like most artists kind of jump around from uh, different record labels to record labels, and a lot of people don't even like signing to labels. And the fact that he stayed with the same one throughout all the, you know, same publicity, must, I mean, must mean, it says something. I feel like. I mean, I think that, like, a lot of rappers, like, I know J. Cole, like, made his own record label, and, like, Joey Badass basically has Pro Era in his hands, and, like, I feel like that's what Kendrick was doing. I didn't think he wanted, I think he realized that, like, leaving where he started would really look bad, so, like, making it his own, and, like, being the icon of that, of Top Dog, was, like, the best move, so I feel like that's what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, like... I think he's doing what everyone else is doing, but I think he's doing it by staying with his, like, his main mm-hmm. producer. So, have you guys seen the Love Music video? Yes. Yeah. So, actually, in the Love Music video, there's, like, one of those, uh, like, movie, like, clip things, you know? Yeah. In, and it says the Black Panther soundtrack coming soon. Did you guys realize that? No. Oh, wow. Dude, I didn't even realize that. So, it was, like, a that. sneak peek? Yeah. And that, and that music video came out, like... Like, at least um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw that... And I just thought that was crazy. And I, I was going back a couple weeks ago, and I was looking at the Love Music video. And in the comments, everyone was going crazy about that. But the Black Panther soundtrack with all the TDE is amazing. It really um, went with the movie as well. He really opens up in it and brings in artists that like aren't really known. And I think that he like made it that he made it because he's not in every single song. Well, t- like quote unquote, he he's not. Yeah. But I think it like really opens up how he brings like. Caesar and he like brings in vocals that he wouldn't have had himself and that really like ties his rap all together and just like with how the movie is it just really builds the movie into an album especially too because you can you see albums like releasing the mu- with movies all the time but you don't see it doing as well and it being as fire as exactly. as Kendrick's you yeah, know you, 
you don't see like Kendrick Lamar doing it for mm-hmm. every album, and I think that he just knew what the movie was about, and he knew that it was gonna like. He knew how powerful the movie was. Mm-hmm. And he expressed that in all of the music. Mm-hmm. And he made the movie. He made the movie even more powerful, in my opinion, with this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack has like it ranges from, just like how his albums do. You know, it has all those like hit songs on it. Like everyone loves them. Some King's Dead mm-hmm. or some Pray for Me. Mm-hmm. But it also has some other really great songs on it as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I know I go super hard like X, <laughs> Big yeah. Shot, all those. Like I'm, they're they're bringing big names into it. Yeah, but yeah, like, there's a lot of big names on the album. Yeah, like Future. I don't mm-hmm. think Future was necessary on King's yeah. Dead. I think um, his, verse, I, his verse had so many memes. Who was I saying <laughs> that could have had that? I was talking to my friend the other day, and we were talking about who could have like rode that beat so much better. I, really I think like Jay. I think Jay Z could have hit that so well. I really like J Rocks. Yeah, his is pretty good. Though. That music video as well is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's for, like how they're on the buildings. Mm-hmm. And then Kendrick at the end, he's in traffic, and it's like red light, green light, and all the yeah. different cars are going. I thought that was really sweet as well. Another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about was Kendrick Lamar's features. I think he actually features in so many songs. I watched a YouTube video on it, and I, on average, Kendrick Lamar makes about $250,000 just from one feature. And I think in 2017, uh, he was in... I don't even know how many features, a ridiculous amount, but I know just based off of the fact that he made $250,000 for one, he made, I know he made over millions and millions of dollars just off of these features and he would carry, he would carry these songs, you know, so well. And I know one of my favorite songs is, uh, fucking problems by uh, ASAP Rocky. And it has to be one of my favorite Kendrick verses of all time. I mean, not my, not the favorite, but it's just, it's really good. It's, and, and it just goes to show that like, Every single song that Kendrick is in, he's able to bring so much to the table and so much creativity that I, you know, some like a lot of artists lack. Like you can, like New Freezer, Kendrick really took that song to the next level. I know every time that song comes on, I'm kind of just waiting along for Kendrick's verse. Oh yeah, exactly. And mask off. Yeah, I mask, feel like mask, mask off wasn't as nearly well. as big until mm-hmm. the remix came out. Mm-hmm. And it, he also does stuff like uh, he actually did an Imagine Dragons remix with Radioactive. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like. Most artists can't mesh well with like a band like Imagine Dragons, especially in the in the rap and hip hop genre. But Kendrick can still go in on that beat and still make it seem like really fiery and spit, while still you know complimenting the other band and not just like standing out. You know what I mean? I agree. Have you guys heard "Buried Alive" with Kendrick by Drake on the Take Care album? Yeah, I, I think he that. really helped Drake there, mm-hmm. especially with that album because. I think Take Care wasn't really that big of an album, but I think that just, like, with Kendrick, I feel like he brought, like, his soul into it and showed Drake that, like... Mm, there's some great just, features on the yeah. album. Kendrick also had a big part in Dr. Dre's Compton album as well. Especially being from Compton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a good one. Goosebumps? Yeah. Uh, Kendrick, when he featured on Goosebumps, I think he really brought Birds in the Trap sing McKnight to the next level. Because I agree. I think Goosebumps is one of the biggest songs of, I think it came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. There's definitely and one of the biggest songs. It's definitely up there, and I think that without Kendrick on that album, that it wouldn't have been nearly the same. And I don't think Goosebumps would have went anywhere without Kendrick. And he comes in and spits one of the greatest verses I've heard a rapper spit. And so Kendrick also does collabs with... Shoes as well with Nike and Reebok stuff like that. Yeah. So he has the what the Nike Cortezes, right? Yeah, he has the Cortezes and he has the ones that came out with his damn album. And then I just remember like 
seeing those on Complex whenever they came out, and them just being. I like, remember the Reebok shoes were pretty big. Yeah, the Reebok shoes were big because it was like, one the one on the left was like kind of yeah. red, mm-hmm. like a red tag, and then the one on the right had a blue tag. And wasn't that all uh, to help like prevent gang violence or something yeah. like, that, or to make mm-hmm. it more known? But they were still like a classic shoe. Like there weren't anything like. Like, a lot of celebrities take their shoes and they make them very, like, distinct and, like, put like a lot Jenny of crazy... Scott with Adidas. Yeah, and they put, like, a lot of either color or just, like, a, d- a different build, like the Jeremy Scotts. But Kendrick just, like, made, like, a simple classic shoe that Reebok had and he just, like, put his own take on it. All right, I think that's all we have today for the Kendrick Lamar podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let me know what you guys think about it in the comments below. And thank you for joining me, guys. Yep, thanks. For sure. Money in the bank.